And so concludes our tale. I'm Leonard Nimoy. Good night, and keep watching the skis. Uh, skies. Stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. Did you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mom? Hey, motherfucker. You're so fucking. Ah! Suck a motherfucker! You shit it! Oh, I hate you! I hate you! So fuck you! Fuck me! In the ass! Oh, 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 Come on, see Yama! No, Kelly Clarkson! What happened? Would you fuck the stranger in the ass? What the fuck, man? If I go in there and see fucking pubes sprinkled on the toilet seat, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. Last time I went to the bathroom today, I took a shit. My shit looked like a fucking stuffed animal.
This is episode 168 of the Unholy Mofos. Tonight, the subject is, well, I think we've been abducted. What say you, Brother Scott? Do you feel any missing time or anything? No, but if I do, I'll uh, I'll call the FBI and try and get a hold of uh, Spooky Mulder. <laughs> you don't feel <laughs> like you've been probed or anything? <laughs> nah, I don't think any aliens want to go back there. <laughs> Why do aliens always do want to go back there? I just don't get it. I don't know. Maybe they have an anal fetish. I, I guess so. <laughs> what could you find out from an ass? Uh, who, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I guess eating habits? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is the unholy morphos. <laughs> this guy had a lot of Taco John's last night. Yeah, fucking disgusting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I guess that subject is alien abduction movies. It's just kind of an idea I had when I went back and listened to a All My Heroes episode. They were discussing one of the movies we were discussing tonight, Fire in the Sky, and then another movie called The Fourth Kind. Both movies based on, well, maybe slightly based on true stories. One of these, maybe not so much, and it just said so. I don't know. Who knows, honestly? Yeah, it's, it's going to bring up a lot of, like, uh, controversial talk. Indeed, so. Uh, too bad we don't have our third member. He would probably have a field day hey, with this shit. He, he wanted to talk to you the other day. I told him, hey, you uh, you need to get on the show and talk to you. It was, it was oh. about potatoes. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> he, he wanted me to ask you something. I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. You want to do it? you got to get on the show. Uh, yeah, I think I have... Idea what he's talking about. Well, uh, Sean, here's your answer. I didn't go, and honestly, I, I have no idea what the fuck happened here in Iowa. So, yeah, I won't be able to tell you much, man. And <laughs> that's that subject. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, before we begin all the other shit, well, let's just do a final football talk of the season, and I gotta say, goddamn, what a good game that was. Yeah, it uh, it allowed me to finish up the uh, the first draft of uh, the script I've been working on. Nice. And I, uh, man, I I really went there with that. As far as the games, though, I'm you know I was just hoping for a good game, and that's exactly what we got. In comparison, I'm gonna to- say the game was so much more entertaining than the halftime show. Yeah, hey, got some uh, good uh, bank bank material for halftime. Yeah, here, go out there and just shake your hips around. Yeah, that that that's entertainment. As far as, like, comparing it to last year's Super Bowl, I mean, my obvious bias against a team that was in the previous Super Bowl aside, last year's game was just fucking boring, but this one, yeah, that's when I felt a lot more tension and shit tied up at halftime, and then for a while there, it kind of looked like the 49ers were going to run away with it. I can't believe it. Just at one point, I say, good lord, this has got to be Mahomes' worst game of his young career so far. Dude, I just as soon as I say that... That big old 40-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. And that's pretty much changed the game right there, if you ask me. Yeah. And it's just so crazy <laughs> what the Chiefs done in the last three playoff games. You know, just getting down. When we talk about the Texans game, I thought that was finished for sure. I'm like, well, <laughs> no way they can come back from this 
shit. And, uh, well, they do in less than three minutes. But, yeah, I'm so glad to see Andy Reid finally get a Super Bowl ring. I mean, that guy went through so much shit back in Philly. You know, he's got one game short and then goes out and gets Terrell Owens. Actually manages to get him to the Super Bowl, but after that game, it was just a shit show. T.O. caused a shit ton of drama. Again, so many games just coming up short. Even with his time with the Chiefs, always seemed like coming up short, but it finally gets to it. Yeah, like I said, I, I really wasn't paying attention until, like, the end there, because, I mean, for the longest time, it was just like, uh, okay, you know, it's just a back-and-forth defensive game. Yeah, who cares? Um, Goddamn, Patrick Mahomes, youngest guy to win MVP and win a Super Bowl and get Super Bowl MVP in just his first three seasons in the NFL. Holy fucking shit. This guy is going to be amazing to watch in his career, barring something major like an injury or uh, hopefully we don't see it like some major legal shit. I hope he doesn't become another Michael Vick. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What a good game, man. Yeah, good end to the season, if you ask me. Hey, not 100% sure I'll be watching XFL, at least not regularly, which starts up today. Yeah, it does. Maybe I'll watch just a few games, but I don't know. Yeah, who knows if that will last. Yeah, it's, uh... There's a lot of debate on whether or not it'll get another season. I mean, the first time they did it, it uh, only lasted a season, and it was the last uh, second football league they tried doing last season. Didn't even make it to the end of the season. It's like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, well, they do what they can do to get us our uh, football fix when NFL's over, but... Eh, who knows? But all I do know is I got some fucked up for you. Another little sex position for you. Jake's favorite new uh, segment. <laughs> this one might gross you out. I mean, the site I'm checking it out on, it's uh, got a rating system. And this grossness rating for this one is 5 out of 5 poops. Uh, this one is called the Panamanian Petting Zoo. When one forces one's partner to pick the nuts and corn out of a bowel movement, a partner then presents the nuts and corn to in a cup or a dish. One then tosses the nuts and corn onto the bed where the partner eats them like a goat or other typical petting zoo animal. Yeah, I just really don't understand why people find that stuff erotic yeah man there's some weird weird people out there in the world disturbing <laughs> who knows you may know one of these people and they just keep that shit to themselves literally <laughs> all right moving on from the entire channel 4 news team i'm veronica corningstone and i'm ron burgundy go fuck yourself san diego well, since we did have a Super Bowl, you know, we had some trailers drop, first footage of stuff, first footage from the upcoming Marvel shows. So we got a little bit of Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got to see the shield in action. And it uh, looks like Zemo will be the villain. Uh, yeah, that, that was confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Long, long time ago. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he could do. I mean, before Thanos came along, and I think uh, even uh, Killmonger and Black Panther, a lot of people are saying Marvel's got some weak villains, but I always thought he was, like, an interesting villain. He has, he's one of them that just doesn't have any superpowers whatsoever, uses any type of technology, just kind of more mentally messing with it. And he did what he set out to do. 
he broke up the Avengers. So that's why I always found him kind of an interesting villain and be interesting to see what they do with him then. And uh, I think we got a lot more footage of WandaVision, mostly of Wanda and Vision and like uh, some classic sitcoms situations and looking at stuff there is like pointing out all the shit dick van dyke brady bunch family ties bewitched i love lucy yeah it's supposed to be like a really messed up show even get a quick glimpse of uh scarlet witch in the classic scarlet witch costume yes that's her halloween costume Mm-hmm. Very, very quick glimpse of Loki, and all we see is him saying, I'm gonna burn this place to the ground, and something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not redeemed Loki, so now he's that lovable asshole from uh, the first <laughs> Avengers. Yeah, that's gonna be very interesting to see. Sounds like uh, WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier will come later this year, but Loki's gonna come next spring. Yeah, that was... I could have sworn that uh, all three of those were supposed to be coming out this year. Yeah, I thought so too, but that's according to this uh, article I'm reading. And uh, let's see, what else did we get? Mm, new Fast and Furious. And it just sounds like they're getting more and more ridiculous. Sounds like they're getting just so ridiculous. Like, I saw Willis complaining about it on Facebook. It's like, man, this is it. Too much even for me. And uh, if it's uh, too ridiculous for Willis, then that's got to be saying something, if you ask me. They're uh, they're trying to set it up. Or they're trying to work on it now so that they have, like, a, an Avengers-style team-up, I guess. that That's what people are reporting. Yeah, I say the way the series is going, <laughs> the whole thing about them going into space may not be a joke after a while. I don't give them any ideas. I haven't been. Everybody's been saying that shit. Oh, what else did we see from them? Uh, mm, more know. Black Widow footage? Oh, yeah. So that. Uh, and again, I don't know why I'm not getting so, like, excited for this movie. At least from probably, the trailer. It's probably just because of all the build-up and hype that was Avengers Endgame. And now it's just like, whew, okay. Now we can calm it down just a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's one way of looking at it. It's just going to be, like, a pretty calm Marvel movie. And <laughs> I don't think any Marvel movie is going to be ever, ever be calm. But it, well, I mean, just... compared, compared to Endgame. At least. Yeah. They got some more, like, a Top Gun 2. And again, I was like, why do we really need a Top Gun 2? Probably said before, if I've seen the first Top Gun, and, well, it was a good movie. I don't see the need to watch it again, especially a sequel. So if I ever watch this one, it's going to be a Redbox rental for sure. New Minions movie. Fucking yay. Can we let that trend just die out, please? Nope. Uh... Oh, you know Hollywood. Yeah, and fortunately. Let's just get to the very, very exciting news of the week. Speaking of Marvel, well, uh, Doctor Strange 2 found its director. Uh, we're going from Scott Derrickson to who? Sam fucking Raimi! Is it confirmed? I believe so. Because I know, like, anytime I go online to look at it, it's like, it's confirmed! It's He's, he's in talks. It's confirmed. He's in talks. It's like, I, I don't really know what to believe and what not to believe, so at this point, I'm, I'm really not sure. Okay. I mean, unless I see it from, like, Marvel themselves, <laughs> I, I don't know. A lot of things to bring up here. First of all, main thing I want want to know does this mean a bruce campbell cameo i doubt it 
But I mean, Bruce has pretty much done a cameo in every one of Sam Raimi's directed movies. Of course, the Spider-Man movies, Dark Man, even Oz the Great and Powerful. Maybe he could tuck and make a cameo for this one, and so that would mean Bruce would be in the fucking Marvel Universe. Yeah, for one movie, and then that would be it. I mean, yeah, we already have Brad Dorf in the Marvel Universe, if one account uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It doesn't count. Well, shit. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in the same category as the Netflix shows. Sorry, people. It has been confirmed. Well, God damn it. Well, that throws that out of the window for me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but, of course, a lot of things people have been talking about is in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, we got Chase Jonah Jameson, along with Ted Raimi, trained to think of names for Dr. Octopus. One of the names I bring up, Dr. Strange. Ah, that's brilliant. What is taken? And now huh, a lot of people are saying, hey, maybe bringing in Sam Raimi will mean we'll get a multiverse. I mean, there's been a lot of talks lately, a lot of rumors about a Spider-Man multiverse, at least live action, bringing in uh, Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield. Now bringing in Sam Raimi. Yeah. Of course, we know we're going to see multiverses in this one. So This movie is literally going to be... Captain America Civil War level team-ups. I would say so. If not yeah. more than that. I don't know if you've been keeping up with it, but there's it's almost an Avengers level fucking amount of people. Oh, man. It, 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 it sounds... It, I'm, I'm with fuck Scott Derrickson. Fuck that. I'm out. If you want to add all these new characters in in one movie? Like, no thanks. I mean, I can understand if they're doing them all, like, one scene, you know, like, hey, look, here's this, we're in another universe, or something like that. But, like, if they have any more than extended scenes, like, it's going to get so confusing so fast. Yeah, I guess. Who? I think this one has just become my uh, most anticipated of the upcoming Marvel releases. I mean, even just before Raimi came along, I was just like so interested to see what they could do. I mean, especially because it's supposed to be the Marvel horror movie. Yeah, it's it's not a horror movie. It's got horror themes it's not being classified a horror movie well that's what people keep calling it though but i mean we know it's essentially gonna be pretty much an action movie at the end of the day yep with some comedy sprinkled in maybe it's marvel and plus you know sam raimi's attached to it so of course there's gonna be some humor <sighs> so this one excites me quite a bit if you remember the silent hill movie came out years ago well I think that was probably one of the better video game movies from a French filmmaker known as Christophe Gans. I'm wondering if there's another way to pronounce his name, but I don't know. And then, well, they made a Silent Hill 2 without the guy, and ooh, that movie sucked. But now this Gans guy is saying that he's going to come back and make a Silent Hill 3. Well, I'm for it. And not only is that, but he's talking about making a Fatal Frame movie. Hmm. I have yet to play these games, and I'm thinking I definitely want to go back to the retro gaming. You know, probably want to get my tax returns and bonus coming in, and I'll be able to afford more of these games. But I'm definitely interested in checking this one out because 
that's a concept alone just seems kind of freaky and i think it could make a potentially good creepy ass movie yeah i guess and just go around uh taking pictures of ghosts trying to like capture them through the pictures something like that uh and you know speaking of video game movies well never heard of these monster hunter games but apparently they're making one into a movie well paul ws anderson the guy behind the resident evil movies and uh, i like i said i've never really played these games before but you always just looked up what you're about just looks kind of more of those fantasy type games and well if this picture they're showing right here is any indication that's gonna be more of like a military movie and apparently being raged pg-13 eh gotta say this paul ws anderson guys kind of probably becoming uve bold levels when it comes to video game movies yeah he's he's not he needs to stop and he needs to stop putting his wife and everything he directs yeah good point because yep Mila Jovovich is in this movie. Uh, which we will talk about Mila Jovovich in a little bit, actually. <sighs> what, a, what a shame. Uh, well, I was going to wait for the movie, but what do you think? Hot or not? Uh, she has her moments. That's my answer. You know what I guess just got to say is that I think in movies like Fourth Kind and uh, this other movie she was in, I watched a while ago, uh, what was it called? I think Perfect Getaway with Steve Zahn and Timothy Oliphant. She was like really good looking in those movies. In fact, I'd say she's better looking than in the action movies. And she just seems to be a lot better looking when she's trying to just play a you know, regular type woman rather than just badass action chick. My biggest problem is she's got no chest yeah yeah i mean it it looks like she has a child's chest hey uh, i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the, <laughs> the the little bitties but i mean come on yeah if only we had ball sacking on here <laughs> <laughs> he'd back me up no no remember ball sack was a fan of the itty bitty titties <laughs> I said, like i said i i like them too but i mean she has virtually nothing it's, it's kind of hard to like them when there's nothing there <laughs> it's like freaking uh what's her name in the new birds of prey movie oh margot roby uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> she got flat chested too. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. And uh, Oscars are this weekend too. Not to be watching, but this uh, website I order food from are like, predict a Oscar winner and you'll win a $20 credit. <laughs> like, Mm, I don't know. I just went through the list, and of course, the only movie I saw on that list is Joker. Maybe a few of those I'll probably check out sometime, but I couldn't really figure out who I think would win. I went with 1917. I'll probably be wrong and not get $20 credit for food. God damn it. Was it free to enter? Oh, no. It got to be an unlimited member for Postmates. That's what this thing is called. Basically like Grubhub or all those, except yeah. it's uh, got way more variety. Oh, well. Yeah. If you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Good lord. What are you watching? Buzzing. What the fuck have I been watching? Um... <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Uh, I started watching the... Uh, the, the Dragon Ball series again just because I was bored and I had nothing else to do. So uh, I got through about 50 episodes of that and then I started watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine again. It was a, a new season came out on Thursday. I, uh, you know, AEW on Wednesday nights. I've been watching that. Twilight Zone, I started re-watching that as well. Uh, I don't care what anybody says, 
black and white shows damn good back then. Oh, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I don't think you'd find much argument for those. No. It's, it's only when they started transferring to color that's when TV shows started looking not so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot. I, uh, I'm continuing to read uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. I don't know if I told you that, but I'm about a hundred pages in. Yeah. I'm uh, farther than I have been. So I'm trying to read that thing, but that thing is uh, a whole lot of fairy tale fucking names here. Try try and figure it out if you've never seen the movie. It's 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 constant, just like. These crazy names over and over and over again. That's that's pretty much what it's been the first hundred pages. Yeah. I want to get into the action, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh yeah, I uh, I got Doctor Sleep on Thursday. Oh. So uh, last night my buddy and I we watched the three hour long director's cut and oh my god that fucking movie long. So. Like, what's the major, major difference? Honestly, that there, there was, um, there was a bit longer, you know, to the scenes. Like, they, they didn't, uh, it didn't feel kind of as rushed as the original. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in certain parts. Like, they, it really took its time, and it, you could really feel it. Like, towards the end of the movie, I'm like, oh my god, I've been fucking sitting here watching this for fucking ever. It, it's... <laughs> This movie is, like, as long as Avengers Endgame. Right. <laughs> like, that's that's how crazy it is. So, but uh, it's definitely worth a uh, recommend to, to check it out if you haven't. Uh, it's I haven't watched the uh, the movie since October when I saw it at that uh, early release. So it was kind of hard for me to tell everything that was new and everything that was old. I remembered a lot of stuff, but there's still some things that you could you could tell was different. Mm. I'm not really gonna go too detailed into it, just because okay. I don't want to like spoil anything for anyone, considering it it just came out. But yeah, it's it's definitely worth <laughs> worth it to check it out if you've got the time to do it. Yeah, I I meant to pick that up this week, but just didn't get around to it. Yeah, it's uh. Oof. I want to check out the, uh, the bonus features now. Yeah, unfortunately, I got my little hospital bill from when I went in to get my allergies checked. Oh, boy. Insurance covered most of it, but still, after that, like, uh, getting fucked up the ass by these fucking bills. I, uh, I'm probably going to end up having to go in and have surgery here in a few months on something, which is going to suck. It is what it is. Okay, anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, I've just been watching more stuff on Hulu, more of the Bob Burgers, more of the paranormal type shows. Oh, watching Hoarding Buried Alive. Not Hoarders, Hoarding Buried Alive. As far as I can tell, the only difference between those two shows is uh, the Buried Alive show has a narrator on those. Otherwise, they're practically the same. But, yeah, well. And uh, let's see. We haven't watched too much, but I did go make a theatrical run. I went to go see Bad Boys for Life. Boy, I tell you, this movie had me laughing my ass off. It's a well worthy, uh, oh, what has it been? Maybe 17-year wait? Has it ever explained why Martin Lawrence got such a I can't remember if they did 
But of course, you know, his character was just more of the kind of funny sidekick while Will Smith was supposed to be the more badass type. Well, I guess it'd be like kind of easy to expect that. Been like, what, 25 years since the first Bad Boys and I just forgot how skinny he used to be when you know, they were showing footage from uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the first Bad Boys you know, before the movie began. I'm like, ah, God damn, he's fucking real thin in that movie. Oh, yeah, I did watch the first Bad Boys. Yeah, I <laughs> He, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You, you look at the the first movie and then you look at the third one. <laughs> Just look at the, the differences in, in size. Quite a difference in size between me and uh, twenty five years ago. I'm, well, of course, twenty five years ago I was nine and ten. So I guess that poor comparison. <laughs> 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 That's a big difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. Definitely some good action sequences and a lot of shit that will have you laugh your ass off. So it was a pretty good sequel. And oh fuck, what was that guy's name? Even brought back Reggie from part two. You know, one dating his uh daughter. Is that his name? <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna bit. date my daughter? <laughs> he even uh, gets married to her and even at the wedding will smith is saying yo first time we met reggie i'm i'm honestly surprised he stuck around because first time we met him we were trying to scare his ass away uh but yeah i definitely recommend going to see that one if you like the first two movies yeah, I, I wanted to go see it in the imax but i just i couldn't find the time. Yeah, there's a that. Uh, one thing I'm assigned to do is just watch some uh, playthrough of some video games. Like, I guess I've been trying to get back into the video gaming. Yeah. Though there are just some games I'm just like, hmm, do I really want to go out and spend some money on this one? So I'm just going to watch some uh, playthroughs on YouTube. First one I'm watching is Clock Tower 3. Really enjoyed the first two games. And, you know, I just read the synopsis of this one. I was just like, I don't know about this. So, I don't know probably like an hour and a half into this uh three four hour playthrough of this game and eh, i think just watching the playthrough is the closest i'm going to get like first two games were just kind of more of a slasher type games just trying to get the hell away from this big motherfucker with scissors but uh, this one i think it's just kind of more fantasy type deals and it's just like eh, just why even call it clock tower at this point i got an idea for a slasher movie i'm gonna tell you about it when you go to break okay well speaking of break that's really all i got so uh i believe chronologically i am first let's talk about the movie that inspired me to do this episode we'll, we'll be talking about a man called travis walton who disappears and then reappeared in 93 and this is his story with fire in the sky
How does it think? What makes it move? Why does it breathe? Questions anyone would ask about a man if they'd never seen one before. So for five days, a man was borrowed. The story that Travis Walton and five other witnesses told was so unbelievable, so unimaginable, that it has become the most famous case of UFO abduction ever reported. with Fire in the Sky came out March 12, 1993 a 6.6 .6 rating on the IMDb directed by this guy called Robert Lieberman and looks like he's done mostly a bunch of like sci-fi stuff and then when you look back on his IMDb I could see stuff like All I Want for Christmas with Leslie Nielsen and uh, D3 The Mighty Ducks that's uh, quite a career right there <laughs> Uh, also did this uh, Titanic yeah. miniseries, came out a year before the James Cameron Titanic, and I think I watched this one, it had uh, Tim Curry in it. Good old Timmy C. Big Catholic got in this movie, led by D.B. Sweeney, an actor he has been in quite a few movies, uh, I'm not sure I've seen, but of course I look through his uh, IMDb, I see like uh, Taken 2, Bond, those movies I've seen, and well, he looked like he appeared on a few Two and a Half Men episodes. Oh. Uh, of course, does it we say also... like what season? Uh, it doesn't say seasons, but oh, what was the guy's? Larry. Next up is Robert Patrick, and yeah, we know him. A fucking T-1000. Craig Schiffer yeah. from uh, Nightbreed. Peter Berg, guy who uh, does a lot of uh, military movies these days. Uh, Henry Thomas, doing another movie about aliens. And this guy, Bradley Gregg, he looks so familiar. Of course, when I looked up his IMDb, I was like, yes, that's where I know him from. Philip from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. They think he was a guy who Freddy used as a marionette with his veins. <laughs> Most disturbing part of that movie. <laughs> of course, James Garner, major famous actor. A lot of uh, westerns he did back in the days. This movie, it begins with the title credit sequence, and you just see, like, a hill and some lights coming up. So, is this going to be our first UFO sighting right here? No, it's coming from a truck. A truck with, like, five guys in it who seem to be freaked as hell right now. Like, driving like maniacs, driving one, like, semi off the road. And so they get, like, uh, to this restaurant in this old uh, Arizona town called Snowflake. And they just come out in the days. And so they get in there, and the main guy, Mike, the T-1000, is like, everybody remembers just to stick to the story. And so he goes and calls the police. Well, we meet James Garner playing Frank Waters, a lieutenant. Pretty famous lieutenant, at least in this movie universe. Has no unsolved case whatsoever. So he's getting an APB on his radio. And then it looks like here's some strange lights he's seeing. And we even see, like, what looks like the headlights of a UFO. It's like, oh, oh, is this our first UFO sighting? 
Ah, no, it's uh, it's from a railroad crossing. Oh, psyching out. <laughs> of course, he uh, seems to react kind of weird to just seeing a little railroad thing. Yeah, that was pretty weird. <laughs> Wait, you've never seen a fucking thing go down? Yeah, right. I watched one go down a couple couple weeks ago, and the fucking 20-minute train went by. Oh, God, those are the worst. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, with this fucking ad. <laughs> it appears the story is that these guys are missing their friend, Travis Walton. And, uh, you know, he, he goes into interviews on that. Yeah, you know, we're being the characters. There's Mike. There's David, Greg, the youngest guy out of the group, like 17 years old, Bobby, and of course, there's Dallas, who is the major asshole of the group, like, guy's pretty unhinged. They start to interview Mike and tell us a little bit about Travis, not just from when he disappeared, just about him altogether. And so so into flashback mode we get, and flashback into much happier times. You know, we get Travis on a little motorbike going to pick up some donuts, like, all that happy, happy-go-lucky music, and Mike waking up in bed by his daughters. And of course, maybe things aren't too happy because his wife keeps asking about the bank and seems like they might be in a little financial trouble and that is leading to some uh marital troubles with them you know travis comes along he's trying to cheer him up talking about this motorbike store he wants to open with them mt motors mike travis mt uh, he just can't seem to cheer him up, and, well, we see what he's doing with the donuts. He just <laughs> climbs up in the house, and apparently Mike's uh, sister lives with him, and I guess she and Travis are dating each other. Little cute, happy moment right there. And now off they go to do a little vlogging with some of their friends. And right here we can just see that there are some major tensions between Travis and Dallas. I mean, even see some more, like, when you know, we get a montage of them doing all of this cutting down. And there's, like, one part. Dallas pretty much almost has a chainsaw up to Travis's face. And, well, Travis responds with uh, his own chainsaw. He almost <laughs> looked like it was going to turn into another Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 battle right there. <laughs> And of course, even we cut to present time, and Dallas has a little cut on his hand, which looks very suspicious. But back to the flashback, it's now nighttime, they're all coming home, and they're noticing a big red light in the sky. And of course, their first thing they're thinking is, uh, could this be a forest fire or something? And so, okay, what do you... It's not your problem, go away. Well, yeah, I was about to ask. What do you do when you see a big red light in the woods at night? You drive towards that motherfucker. That's what you do. <laughs> of course, because this is a movie and you're, you're, you're dumb. And uh, what does one of your guys decide to do? Well, he decides to go out and look at this strange fucking light. Uh, I think we all have one person in a group who would do just that. We all know that guy. And, well, here's a hint. I'm not that guy. Uh, I'm not that guy either. I'd be the guy who'd be like, Black Entertainment News, white folks down, we get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sean would be that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can see that. <laughs> oh my god, guys, look at that UFO! <laughs> well, maybe not so much, I mean, since he had the kid. Who knows? Well, yeah, I guess. I, but UFO, that's what they see. Big old spaceship up in the sky. And, of course, Travis is the one who has to go out and look at it. And it's like, whoa, guys, check this out. And it just seems like the 
ground is rumbling while everybody's yelling at Travis to get the fuck back. A white light just shines right on him, kind of paralyzes them for a bit, and then just throws them back. And at this point, this is when they all decide to get the fuck out. After a while, Mike decides he wants to go back for Travis, and he tells everybody to leave, and while he goes back, well, cut back to present time, and he just tells uh, the lieutenant that he just could not find Travis at all. Hmm. Why did you leave him there in the first place? Right. Because you were scared. Uh, Of course, you could probably imagine Lieutenant Waters does not really believe this story too much. In fact, well, they go back and investigate the truck, and what do they find in there? They find a tabloid magazine, and headline is about some guy who got abducted by aliens. Hmm. I, uh, I searched the woods, and... But he wasn't, there was nothing. They took him. You expect me to believe that a flying saucer came down and took your friend away to outer space? That's the truth, mister. That's exactly what happened. Is it? Is it? According to your story, you never even went back to the clearing, so you don't know, do you? I didn't have to go back. Mike Rogers says he wasn't there. You can take it to the bank. And you know that, Blake. Why the heck aren't you speaking up for us? Why you letting this man talk to us like this? David, I will It seems like you're not even trying to believe us. We all saw the thing. We all saw the guy get zapped. You saw something. At least you thought you did. And what about you, son? Me? Yeah, what'd you see? I, I saw the same. Same as they saw. Well, that's quite a story. Yeah, well... <sighs> I think it's about time to get out of here. What do you boys think? You're real broken up about your missing buddy, aren't you? Oh, that's very perceptive. It's because he's not my friend. I got that, clearly. Did you? Good. Now you done? We'll tell you when. I don't want anybody to leave till I get everybody's phone number and address. Well, shouldn't we try to find him? This is... Uh... He's not on the mountain, remember? They took him. Ah, uh, what do you think? Think we ought to head up there? Too late. Not enough men. We'll head out in the morning. Oh, Dallas, you sure can't talk. I see, I told you I wasn't going to believe your damn story, not a goddamn word of it. It looked like they were working out there. Well, that truck looks like it's been to hell and back. Well, the sun comes up at 6 in the morning. Got 50 men, jeeps, horses, dogs. I want to call Flagstaff and get two helicopters. That'd be enough? That's plenty. My hunch is tomorrow we'll find Travis Walton. Of course, I'd be surprised if we found him in one piece. Yeah. You recommend a good motel, Sheriff? Yeah, Chaparral, just after you get inside a snowflake, right there by the water tower. Still, you have to wonder how those boys came up with such a crazy story. Yeah. We're back on Earth, we're dealing with the murder. Plain and simple. Good night, Sheriff. Yeah, good night, Frank. It's the next day, and there is a major search party going out for Travis. And along comes Travis's brother, who, of course, is very angry at Mike and the gang. Scott, did you recognize Travis's brother? No. Okay, I guess you wouldn't because in a movie I'm bringing up, we only saw him in human form for a bit, but mostly heard his voice for the rest of the movie. A movie about a snowman, I want to say. Jack Frost. Yep, it's a voice of Jack Frost. (laughs) Oh, yeah, if you got Jack Frost mad at you, 
you're kind of fucked. But of course, <laughs> again, this group is led by the T-1000. Oh, goddamn. No, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> now I want to see that, T. T-1000 versus Jack Frost battle. <laughs> they could both melt into liquid and take form, so it would almost kind of make sense. Hey, at least one of them's gotten partly there with Jane and Elizabeth. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the edge over that guy <laughs> any day. Well, during this search party, they seem to find something. Oh, what is this? A skeleton? Uh, oh, it's a dog. Apparently, a hunter just buried a dog out there. Yeah, he's totally a skeleton after a day. <laughs> right? There's just, like, more tensions between Mike and Katie, because not only all the financial problems, but... Now she thinks she might be living with somebody who could potentially be a killer. And, of course, he just doesn't like being accused of all this shit. Would you? Well, no, not at all. And, you know, they run into some guys who are UFOologists and, or UFOologists, however you <laughs> pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> UFO. Cut, print. <laughs> Lieutenant Waters wants them to take a lie detector test, but... Uh, of course, they're like, not wanting to at first, but after a meeting with Dallas and a little town hall meeting, which Mike attends and then just sees a lot of people there just talking, and he just kind of flips out on them. He's like, man, you used to be my friend. What's happened here? And it's just kind of showing how people just turn their backs on you. But after yeah. this town hall meeting, he's just like, you know what? We will take this lie detector test. Sheriff, we've been combing those woods for days now. The town's getting a bad name. My kids are scared from all this silly UFO nonsense. All these strangers wandering around asking questions. What are you going to do about it, Sheriff? Yes, ma'am. Miss Sarah, everybody's awful concerned about this. Nobody's more concerned than me and my men. They're working 24 hours a day on this matter. We want to get back to normal in this town if we can. One thing I want you to know, we've asked those young men to take a lie detector test, and they flatly refused. Now, what good's that going to do anyhow? Now, if there's been foul play, we need to know now that our town is safe to live in. And why haven't you made any arrests? Right. Come on, Nate, think it through. There's not one scintilla of evidence that a crime has even been committed. Everybody's got a pretty good idea what really happened. Hey, hold it. You just uh, hold it right there. What are you people trying to say? What are you saying, George? Are you saying I killed Travis Walton? You really disappoint me. I went to school with you, Nate. My Mary, she's in school with your kids. Jack, Larry, Mrs. Pratt. What are you doing? I miss Travis, just like you. I, I miss him bad. But I, I, I can't help what happened. I, I, I can't change what I saw. I wish I could. I wish. I wish we had him back. I, I wish I knew, I wish I knew he was okay. But that's out of my hands. And so is what you think of me. We've been telling you the truth since the beginning. And now we're ready to prove it. We'll take your damn lie detector test. You set it up, we'll be there. You go ahead. And if any of you got anything to say about me or my crew, you say it now. And you say it to my face. They're all getting set up and they're first asking like just some simple questions like my shirt is white isn't that correct and so it is black not <laughs> uh, some reason that made me think of borat <laughs> yes yeah, so it is not black 
detector tests get done, and, well, of course, the guys don't want to tell them the results, which leads to the whole group just freaking out on them. It's like, fuck you! They all leave, but after they leave, the guy tells the sheriff that uh, everybody except Dallas, who was inconclusive, everybody passed the test, so they all seem to be telling the truth. Your machine's a goddamn liar. No way. They're not all the truth. Yeah, a lot of people think that lie detector tests aren't uh, completely accurate. I mean, all it really does is just kind of like measure like how nervous you are. Yeah, it's very easy to beat it. All you have to do is believe the lie. <laughs> I just remember Haven't you ever seen Psych? I'm just more thinking of a Beavis and Butthead episode. They were being attached to a lie detector test to ask if they were stealing from their work. <laughs> Butthead just ended up holding his breath and passing out. <laughs> and Beavis, when they first attached him to it, they asked, So tell us something about yourself. Uh, I yelled a bunch of people once. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Still haven't watched that show. Still well, don't know what you're talking about. After a while, Mike, he's at home with his wife and kids. Well, she gets a call and oh, she answers it. She's like, is this some sort of sick joke? And she just keeps saying that they've been getting some like sick prank phone calls lately. But the next time the phone rings, oh, Mike wants to answer it. He does. And apparently it's a collect call from a... Travis Walton? Hmm. He accepts the charges and he hears what seems to be a voice of Travis freaking the fuck out. So he gathers people, he gathers David, he gathers his brother and uh, his sister. They all go out searching for a gas station with a phone booth and they find one, the one they're looking for. And there's Travis, naked and afraid, sitting next to a icebox. And, you know, they're trying to talk to him, but yeah, of course he's not very responsive except responding in screams and shit. <laughs> Well, the UFOologist comes in, he's asking some questions, which, yeah, not the time, man, not the time. <laughs> I don't Makes know, like, me wonder, why the hell did he call him in the first place? Like, what the fuck are you going to find out? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I did think about that watching a movie last night. That's kind of almost the equivalent of, like, big Hollywood celebrity having some troubles. I'm like, let's call somebody from the paparazzi right here. <laughs> Pretty much. Travis, he's looking out a window. I think they're in some sort of shed right here. And, well, he... That was an outhouse. Well, he touches this window and start giving him some flashbacks. So he is transported to a hospital, which has given him a little bit more flashbacks right here. In the hospital that night, Mike comes to visit him and, you know, just tries talking to him. Right here, he reveals that, uh, yeah, first of all, they did leave him for a bit, you know, just because they thought he was dead, and kind of upsets Travis, so he just kind of turns away from Mike, who just gives him more shit. It's like, why the fuck you have to go out there in the first place? Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, I'm not supposed to be in here. Your ma's out front. She can't wait to see you. But they said you weren't supposed to be coming in here. I guess, uh, they don't think you're ready to see, uh, visitors yet. <sighs> Boy, was I glad you showed up. I really missed you, buddy. You know, they had a search party out for you for days. <laughs> they thought, they thought that we had killed you, man. They were ready to lynch us. Can you imagine that? These jerks actually thought we killed you. <laughs> Kate and I aren't doing so good. Not that we're ever doing that great, but I don't think we're gonna make it. But Dana, she sure loves you. She's been a basket case. I was pretty broken up, too. When I came back up there and you were gone, I can't tell you how awful I felt. What? You came back? Travis, we thought you were dead. 
I mean, they blasted you with the light, and, and the guys, they got all scared, and they started hollering and everything, and... You left me there. Well, come on, Travis. I mean, what did you expect me to do? I came right back for you. You son of a bitch. You hadn't have gotten out of the truck in the first place. None of this would have happened. No one is allowed in here. After a while, Travis is released from the hospital, being driven around by Dana, and you know, she stops at a shop, pleasing him, and you know, these kids come up. They want an autograph from Travis, because I guess he's a big old celeb now. You're a hero. Again, not to the time and place, kids. <laughs> you know, there probably would be some people who would be like that in real life. I mean, I'm not sure if it was with the real life case or not, but yeah. He also gets a visit from Waters, who seems to be very, very suspicious about his story. They get home and there's a big old welcome back party for Travis right there. Everybody's there all except for Mike, of course. Which, as we can see, Travis is not, like, feeling any of this. After a while, Dana finds him underneath a table, just freaking the fuck out. Well, somehow, Syrup gets knocked down onto the table and ends up uh, seeping over the table and right onto Travis. And this gives us the big old flashback, telling us what really happened. And this flashback, he wakes up in a kind of a cocoon of some sorts, and he breaks out, and yeah, the best way I could probably describe this is a techie version of the cocoon scene from The Matrix. I guess that's the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it is gross. Of course, it's zero gravity, so he's, he's like, floating around grabbing onto, like, some umbilical cord or some sorts like that. Gets into another one of these cocoons, and this is where he finds a dead body of somebody. Looks like they were, like, ripped in half or something and totally decomposing. That motherfucker is still alive, though. I don't know if you saw it, but his head moved. Oh, I did not see that. Mm. Yeah, he was still alive. Well, if he didn't need a change of pants before that, he does now. <laughs> oh, he I was starts... watching this on my phone and I saw that. I can't believe he missed it. Again, writing down notes and shit, man. He starts exploring this area just a little bit more. He finds a room that, at first of all, looks like there's aliens in this place. But no, they're spacesuit. Even has to spell that out for the audience. Spacesuits. Uh, of course... While he's checking out, one of these bait suits just lifts up its head and starts looking at him. Pretty creepy. <laughs> so is it like, were these aliens just waiting for him to come along? It's like, Maybe they were sleeping. I guess so. <laughs> Makes me think of this alien. It's like, oh, that guy's totally going to come exploring this. <laughs> I'm going to give him the fright of his life. <laughs> Uh -huh. No, he does, and he ends up punching or kicking this alien, knocking off his mask, and a you know, first glimpse of these aliens in this movie. Yeah, it's just kind of like brown man, really quinty eyes and shit. I'd uh, say more but, peach. Yeah, it's really hard to describe what these aliens kind of look like in this movie. I mean, you know, when we first see the spade suits, we think, and those are the aliens, they just kind of look like what we think when we think of aliens, oval heads and the big black eyes and shit. Yeah, what if they're just spacesuits? Right? I mean, what if knows? oxygen has poisoned us to them? You never know. I mean, hey, we probably wouldn't survive on their planet, so why would they survive on our planet because of the air? Yep, all things to consider. Yeah, wasn't it uh, Mars attacks that he breathes nitrogen or something like that? I don't know. 
long enough time since I've seen that movie. Aliens end up capturing Travis and just dragging him. And Dragon's Room Room where we see uh, a bunch of shit like shoes and glasses. So probably a lot of uh, people he probably killed over the years. They end up like putting him down on a little table. And oh, this sequence is just like really fucked up right here. Putting some gelatin stuff in his mouth and then shoving the probe down his mouth. I mean, I kind of like dry heaved a bit with that shit. Mm, Weeks. Well, I mean, I got no gag reflex, so I mean, I do have a, <laughs> I do have a gag reflex. That's what I meant. Oh, I was gonna say, I don't think that's something you want to fucking tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on! Have you ever stuck your fingers in your mouth and shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never stuck my fingers in my mouth and shit. <laughs> Good save, Jake. Good save. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we gotta call each other out on that shit. Come on. <laughs> and I end up like uh, putting this kind of, uh, I don't know, like elastic material that just pins him down all over his body, but they end up cutting like eye hole and mouth hole for him. And yeah, that's when they put the probe in his mouth and just a bunch of like really crazy shit. And well, after a while, Travis actually wakes up he's in a psychologist's office and with everybody surrounding him they calm him down and at this point waters he's leaving you know it's probably his first unsolved case he may not ever solve it but he's like they ever slip up i'm coming back from the damn north pole if i have to well now it's just a couple years later we can see travis is living with dana now possibly married and they've got a few kids especially one on the way though so he's driving along and he sees a motorcycle billboard which kind of uh, jogs his memory and he says he wants to go talk to Mike who's now divorced and living in a shack in the middle of the woods but he goes and picks him up and they go back to the site where he was abducted just end up having a little talk and shit about you know how he's just been so scared and kind of uh, reconnecting with him you know talking about how he's gonna be an uncle again even named one of the kids after him all ends with uh, Mike saying oh I want to get out of her before they come back. Oh, I don't think they're coming back. I don't think they like me. You want to get out? Why'd you bring me here? No, I don't like this place much. Hey, Mike. Neither do I. In fact, I haven't had a decent night's sleep since, since I last saw you. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it bothers you, too? What do you think? I saw your girls the other day. They're getting big. They miss you. Everybody misses you. You know, you're about to be an uncle again. Again? You mean you never heard? Michael's almost two, and Dana's three months gone. Michael? That's all right. So why are we up here, Travis? I've been doing a lot of thinking about what happened. Hell, it was all my fault, Mike. I never should have got out of the truck. Don't be ridiculous. What happened, man? We can't change that. Well, you know, whatever you did, it, it's OK. Understand? It's cool. Same goes for you. Let's get going. You gotta go to work and... And what? I'd like to get the hell out of here before they come back. Oh, they won't be back. I don't think they like me. 
they'll laugh and they drive off. And to have that ending, we get the words coming up on the screen telling what's happened to everybody. Uh, obviously, Travis married Dana, had four kids. <laughs> Close your damn legs there, girl. <laughs> they must be Catholic. And, uh, of course, obviously, Mike divorced his wife and living on his own still doing lumberjack work. And of course, years later, they decided to do some more lie detector tests with Travis Mike, even Dallas, just because his results were inconclusive. And this time, they all passed. And that's how this movie ends. Roll them credits. All right, Scott? This is based on something that truly happened? Yes, it is. Uh, Yeah, I've heard a little bit of story even from that All My Heroes episode. Obviously, (laughs) a lot of things were changed. I mean, this is a Hollywood movie and what really happened probably wouldn't be too exciting of a movie. And I think first time I ever heard this story was, I want to say it was uh, Unsolved Mysteries. You know, I tried searching to see if I could find that particular episode, but eh, no dice at all. Yeah, but uh, major difference is well, the real-life Travis Walton believes that the aliens weren't so malicious. What he thinks happens is that, you know, he just stumbled onto them as they were getting ready to leave, and all oh, this white light was just them trying to get away and it just kind of knocks him out so the aliens felt bad and decided to take him in to just kind of heal him up properly one of the things I just want to say is, of course, both these movies feature some pretty malicious aliens. Of course, that's uh, uh, what they have to be, because otherwise they wouldn't be too exciting. But uh, like I see it, I think there are some good aliens out there, but there probably are some bad aliens out there. Because, of course, we got good humans and we got bad humans. I think these aliens are just coming down to just study us. I mean, it's no different from us humans exploring, like, you know, some uncharted territory we have over here and you know no different from us like ex- trying to explore other planets ourselves and of course just like in real life some aliens probably want to go through extreme measures in their studying of us and are probably some that just want to be a little bit more kinder yeah enough about that scott what do you think about this movie this is the first time i watched it didn't really know what to expect going into it other than it's supposed to be an alien movie uh, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's always hard to rate something the first time just because, you know, it's like you, you don't get everything the first time through. That's true. But uh, what I saw, you know, it was, it was a pretty messed up movie. The entire town turns on you, you know. It's, it's a shitty thing to have happen to you. And then yeah, your buddy disappears, comes back. Oh, God. The, the fucking... I can't believe they made him like a freaking... Uh, they made him a hero, like a star, because I, of it. I know, right? I mean, if you think about it, this wouldn't be so different from, like, abduction, like, somebody being kidnapped. And of course, some people probably would want to treat a person coming back from a kidnapping as a hero, too. You're so brave. I can't believe you did this. Uh, I'll give it a pretty good. Okay. Well, this is only my second viewing of the movie first time. Hey, this was a movie I've been hearing about for a while. I think that Unsolved Mysteries episode was one of the first times I heard about it, but you know, it's one of those uh, video types I always saw at a video store. It was pretty cool looking cover for the movie. Just got the white light coming down onto one guy. And of course, my very first time I saw the cover of this movie at the video store, all I could think was, Fire in the Sky. It sounds like a pretty cool rock song. Fire in the Sky! But then I heard about Unsolved Mysteries, and you know, it just sounds so interesting. And eventually, a buddy ended up showing the movie to me, and I thought it was kind of creepy. And uh, 
didn't get around to watching until, well, just last night for the show, which is, you know, probably why I wanted to do this movie for the show, just to get to watching this movie again. And, yeah, it's a, a very interesting movie. Got a little bit of a slow build-up, but I think the payoff is worth it, you know, just seeing all the freaky shit Travis went through in there. And obviously, again, very Hollywood eyes. I mean, the real-life Travis does. Yeah, I think the uh, slow burns are probably the best. Yeah, it's just, uh, just kind of looking like a bit of a procedural-type drama at first. Maybe these guys did actually kill Travis. It's just using UFO shit to cover it up. I mean, there's even a one scene. A one guy, David, even goes into a church. is like crying and praying. He's like, Lord, please forgive us for what we have done. It's like, hmm, that's very suspicious right there. Yeah, please proud. forgive me for being a coward and leaving my friend. Of course, if you did know that if you knew this movie is a true story, then yeah, the whole uh, suspense there is kind of ruined. But even so, you know, just watching how everybody's turned against these guys just because of one incident makes you just kind of wonder how much people can turn on you. And then just finally we just get to the real crazy shit. And I'm like... God damn. Yeah, they so, really... It, it's, it's a really slow burn. You don't see anything until the last fucking, like, 15 minutes of the movie. Right? So, I'm sitting here like, oh, the whole time, like, are we actually going to see anything? One thing I will say, a little bit of a spoiler for even the next movie, is, like, I would think these two movies are really about the aliens themselves. They're just more about, like, kind of the psychology of what people go through after experiencing these. <laughs> Have you ever had an irrational fear of being abducted by aliens? Just yeah, curious. as a kid, I was traumatized by that idea. I mean, well, then, you know, back then you had, like, Independence Day and Mars Attacks and all this other <laughs> shit. And, like, I'm, I'm a kid seeing this shit on TV. I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. <laughs> but growing up, I, I, I don't know. It's hard yeah. to really believe any of that stuff is, like, real. I would imagine most of the stories have to be falsified. I mean, especially this day and age, it's so just easy to come out and say, oh, my God, I experienced alien abduction. I experienced a ghost and shit. So any story you kind of have to take with a grain of salt. But well, plus, you, know, you got all the CGI shit now. So, so like, you can fucking put anything together. And it's just it's that's something I'll be talking about in the next one. I watch a bunch of these like top 15 scariest videos on youtube a lot and i well i have to admit some of them are kind of freaky or something i'm just like oh dude total bullshit right there even on some of those paranormal shows i'm watching on travel channel i mean one lady was claiming she was go she was seeing the grim reaper and i was like okay that's far-fetched <laughs> Okay, moving on. Yeah, but I always thought that would be kind of creepy to just get abducted by aliens. I mean, you know, I feared some stories. Like, again, I don't know how much of these are true, how much of these are bullshit, but... Some people just being abducted from their houses at night by aliens and just like, man, humans are fucking creepy enough, but some thing from another planet with advanced technology is like, you know what, we're going to take you out of your house, mister. Please don't take me out of my house. It's just like how random it is too and blah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I've raised this movie. I also give this movie a pretty good and yeah, I think I will probably have to watch it again sometime. Not with friends and not having to take down notes, just watch it just to watch it. If we ever get to freaking uh doing uh series again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, true. I haven't even thought about Crossroads in how long. Sorry, people who like that show. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't have anything more to say. Yep, me neither. All right, well, then I guess it's uh, time to move on, and we will be discussing my movie. And I don't have a song like last time, so, uh, yeah. I figured out your Mila Jovovich, and I will be portraying Dr. Abigail Tyler. This film is a dramatization of events that occurred October 2000. Every scene in this movie is supported by archive footage. Some of what you're about to see is extremely disturbing. 
wake up in the middle of the night almost every night. There's nothing unusual waking you up? There's one thing. There's an owl at my window. An owl? His eyes are big. A white owl just looking at me. Had you ever seen it before? Tommy? When I was a kid, just staring at me. I've seen it a lot. Every night this week. About the owl. It doesn't look like a normal owl. There's no It's not an owl. That voice is speaking Sumerian, the oldest language in human history. You can go into any Sumerian exhibit and see etchings and sculptures of men in space suits and oxygen masks, rockets that look like Apollo. Do you believe in abduction theories? You don't mean alien abductions, do you? There are more missing people in Nome than any other town in Alaska. I have to get this out of my head because it's dug in there and I can't think straight. What'd you see? You were there! I can't explain it. Someone or something came into my room. And it took me away. And we are back. I am discussing the fourth kind. Jake, I hope you have this, this shit open for it. Cause I do. <laughs> came out November 6, 2009. A 5.9 rating on the IMDb, so I had the highest rated movie. <laughs> I mean, that's not why I showed the movie that I did. <laughs> oh, sure, it's not. Don't even fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh, director, I am going to butcher the fuck out of this guy's name. Olatunde... Okay, that's better than I could have done. <laughs> and as far as I know, I can see he does a lot of like, well, looks like he mostly evolved with Star Trek these days. He just does all Star Trek, the, the new show? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And so, yeah, as we discussed earlier, Mila Jovovich is in this movie, has the lead. Even have Will Patton. And, man, I just have to admit... First time I saw Halloween 2018, uh, his character in that almost kind of reminded me of his character in this movie. That's just because they're policemen, I guess that's... Oh, man, speaking of, I forgot to talk about some news, but apparently some very good uh, early buzz about Halloween kills. Yeah, screen... Yeah, the early screen tests are very positive. Other than those two, the other big name in this is Elias Codius. Fucking Casey Jones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is all he will ever be known for to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been in a shitload of other movies, but yeah. I always go back to Casey Jones for him. <laughs> <laughs> the real Casey Jones. All right, well, uh, are we ready? Yeah. All right, well, uh, the, this is a synopsis from IMDb. I'm just going to point that out. Uh, I had a very busy week, so I did not have the time to finesse and write down notes. So, you know, 
it, things may be left out. Jake's going to have to help me out. And, yeah, I may get into it when the time comes, but, you know, I have some pretty wacky theories. Mm. Well, there is an interview between Dr. Abigail Emily Tyler and the director to kick off the movie. Yeah, we get a little bit of an introduction from uh, Mila Jovovich herself. Yeah, was just talk about how the movie will be splicing some real footage with you know, reenactment. And I just want to point that out because, oh boy, you want to talk about how and reenactment shows the reenactment actress is better looking than the real chick. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, this one is... Uh... Oh, it's... <laughs> I, I would rather take fucking Mia over or the real one. Yeah. But then again, after after all this shit happened to her, she's uh, yeah, I guess shouldn't look true. very good. Yeah, first time I saw this movie, I'm like, oh, there's our first alien sighting right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to hell, but I'll see you there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler Mila Jovovich begins to discuss a hypnotism uh, session performed on her by a colleague. Dr. Abel Campos, who is Elias Codice's character, in an attempt to remember uh, back to the night her husband, Will, was murdered beside her in their bed, and to uh, recollect the face of the murder, uh, murderer. However, she cannot recall the face, and the session uh, results in her leaving in tears. Uh, Campos tries to uh, convince Tyler to take time off so her head can clear, but she insists that she must continue her husband's studies. I need more time. No. This is something. I have to do this. I... I have to remember his face. I need it. For myself to heal. I have to try. And I have to know that... For my children, that I did everything that I could... To remember. You know, since that night, Ashley still can't see. She's going to get her sight back if she doesn't accept what happened. Well, I think you both have the same problem, just different symptoms. Yeah, and I, I think that it could help if I could just remember the face of that man. So we could smile, track him down, and set the record straight. And find some closure. Psychologist is like, it's like talking to myself. You always say that. I do. Oh my god. All right. Let's just try to try to relax. Make yourself comfortable. Listen to the sound of my voice as I count back. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Your eyes are getting heavier. And heavier. Five. Four. They're almost closed. Three. Two. And one. Very good, Abby. Very good. Let's go back, back in time. time. 
back into the past, the night of August 2nd of this year. What was the weather like? brief scene with her two children, Ashley, who had gone blind soon after her father's death, and Ronnie, who blames his mother for the murder of Will, Tyler begins her studies on the sleep-deprived in Nome, Alaska, the isolated town where she lives. She notes that her patients have all awoken during the night to see a white owl watching them outside their windows for hours at a time. So, yeah, I just want to talk about this small town of Nome. Almost kind of cool. It's just like so isolated that you have to take a plane to leave or go into. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but at the same time, I think that'd be kind of a pain. <laughs> it's like, come on, I want to, I want to go to freaking Disney World. I gotta take a plane to get out of here to go to a big airport. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just gonna visit my friend from out of town. <laughs> Need to find a fucking plane now. <laughs> Uh, that's annoying. One thing I want to point out, though, is uh, the people who have reported the white owl watching them for hours at a time. What do they do? Just stay up and sit there and stare back at this thing for I, hours? I mean, yeah, I've heard some crazy stories. I mean, I mean, there's really no telling what you do if you see something that fucking freaky looking in the middle of the night. You know, I mean, most people would like to think they would just like. Be like, uh-uh, get the fuck out of here. Most people, you gotta imagine, they gotta be, like, paralyzed with fear. Yeah, it's it's a lot different when you're experiencing something compared to what you think you would actually do. <clears throat> well, Tyler suggests that one patient, Tommy Fisher, that she put him under hypnosis to discover something he couldn't remember from the prior night. Under the hypnosis, Fisher says that he had woken to see the owl at his window yet again disappears as his door opens and he goes into hysterics before Tyler can snap him out of it. Terrified and unwilling to reveal that, uh, what he had seen opening his door, Fisher leaves. Okay, you're doing real good, Tommy. I get to one, 
be asleep very, very relaxed for three, two, and one. Can you hear me? Yes. When was the last time you had trouble sleeping? Last night. And did you see the owl? Yeah. Good. And what did it look like? Tommy? I don't remember. You don't remember what the owl looks like? No. No, I, I don't see, I don't see it. the owl now. It's not it's there not anymore. Did it fly away? No. No, I think it's... I think it's... I don't... I don't really remember it. Remember it. Ever. There's something outside my door. It's gonna open. The door's open. Oh my god. Oh my god. What's wrong? I just want to point out something here, just a little something. Of course, I find this very interesting, as we can tell from our timestamps. This movie takes place the week of my birthday. Okay. What's even crazier is that this came out, like, around the same time as Paranormal Activity, and that movie also kind of started out week of my birthday. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, oh, I'm hanging around Pizza Hut with my friends at the time of the events of Force Kind, and I'm just getting drunk at a strip club at the time of the events of Paranormal Activity. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're having fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that night the cops are uh, called to Fisher household to discover that Fisher is holding his wife Sarah and their two children hostage. Refusing to discuss the situation with anyone other than Tyler. She arrives, and while she attempts to calm him down, Fisher begins screaming in a language that Tyler cannot understand, and demanding that she tell him the meaning of what he is saying. <sighs> when she can't supply a translation, Fisher shoots his wife, their children, and himself. 
uh, one thing I wanted to mention that uh, Will Patton, he yeah. is like Stephen King's go-to for audiobooks, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I actually heard a few of uh, his narrations. I, I don't remember which ones they were. Uh, one that comes to mind, I believe he did It, he did The Outsider, and oh. yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could look it up, but I, I know he, he's done a couple of them. Yeah, I, I don't even have Audible downloaded. I'll have to relook that up to see. Because <laughs> I, I think I've actually listened to one of those. But yeah, it's 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 funny that, you know, we have like a, a Stephen King, you know, type guy in here. Well, yeah, Sheriff August, he uh, interrogates Tyler as to whether or not she uh, believes her hypnosis therapy with Fisher that day was in relation to the shooting. Tyler doesn't see a connection, August becomes enraged and tells her to seize her studies of sleep deprivation and uh, the hypnosis of her patients. After returning home, Tyler grabs her tape recorder and makes notes over her patients falling asleep while the recorder is still on. Yeah, nothing strange is going to come out of that for sure. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Well, the following morning, Tyler arrives at work. Campos is waiting for her. Worried after hearing of the Fisher shootings, she assures him that she is alright and hands her tape recorder to her secretary, asking her to transcribe it. In her office, Scott... <laughs> something... I'm not, I'm not gonna pronounce that one. Eh, I, I can't help you, I, man. <laughs> Strakinsky? I don't even remember if they even said it in the movie. Or yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. That's why I was like, I don't want to attempt this. <laughs> well, another... Uh, He's another of uh, Tyler's patients, and his wife Cindy is there. Are they're they're waiting for her to arrive? Scott decides to do, uh, hypnotize or decides to be hypnotized despite the uh, the recent tragedy. During the session, he begins shaking and gagging. Tyler has a difficult time snapping him out of the hypnosis. When she finally does, he reveals that non-human creatures had invaded his room. The uh, the couple leaves moments before Tyler's secretary enters and tells Tyler that she cannot transcribe the tape. Curious, Tyler and Campos listen to the tape. Moments after Tyler finishes her notes and falls asleep, mechanical noises are heard, followed by terrifying, heart-stopping screams coming straight from Tyler and a distorted voice speaking in an unknown language. Abby, Abby, the... the... The tape, the tape you gave me. Wait, this slow morning. down, slow down, Teresa. Did you, did you listen what to it? it? I don't, I don't know what this is. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to listen to it again. Well, the others feel the same way. I'm only saying what he saw. Although I have to proceed with extreme care. What's happened here is tragic, but remains unexplained. And worse, unsolved. Like Will. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
place. That's not me. Yeah, that is creepy as shit. She cannot remember anything that had happened that night and goes into denial, but discovers a bruise-like mark on her shoulder and scratches in the floorboards from her fingernails, as if she'd been trying to prevent someone from dragging her out. <laughs> Not the fingernails, now. <laughs> oh, why must you torment me? That's why I keep my fingernails as fucking short as they could possibly be. Good luck yeah. grabbing onto them, assholes. <laughs> In her uh, husband's research, she finds the name and number of uh, a doctor. That's another fucking crazy name. Owalawa Odusami. Yeah, well, man. <laughs> yeah, no big deal Tyler calls the number and asks him if he knew her husband he claims he didn't but says that someone using the alias of John had called him from that number before they set up a meeting and uh, Tyler and Campos go to uh, he listens to the tape and concludes that the language is Sumerian a dead language alright now I'm going to pause here where else have we heard Sumerian? Hmm. Exorcist? Evil Dead. Yeah, Evil Dead, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, my first thing that I had to point out. He mentions that in ancient Sumerian artifacts, pictures of men in spacesuits and UFOs were depicted, and that the voice on the tape speaking the language, saying the words such as destroy and ruin, did not sound human. During the meeting, Scott's wife calls Tyler and begs her to come to her house. She, along with her colleagues, arrive at the house to find Scott in bed. A large bruise on his arm, similar to the one on Tyler's shoulder. He wants to be put under hypnosis because he can't quite remember what happened. Almost immediately after being put under, Scott jerks into an upright position with his head thrown back and his eyes and mouth wide open. He soon, begin, he soon begins to levitate off the bed and screams in the Sumerian language. His body is distorted and dropped back onto the bed, seemingly lifeless. Yeah, weird-ass shit going on here. <laughs> One thing I want to point out, the mouth on the quote-unquote real footage, that mouth opens way too large. Oh my god, does it ever. And that is... Uh, not possible on humans. So that is thing number two I had to point out. Uh, terrified, Tyler hurries to her house and starts packing, intending to flee to North Carolina. Sheriff August comes in, and Scott is now paralyzed from the neck down. And August believes that Tyler did it. As he is arresting her, Campos comes in and firmly states that Tyler had nothing to do with the accident. August agrees uh, to leave Tyler at her house under constant surveillance by an officer of his. In uh, the early hours of the morning, the officer spots an object flying over the household and calls August for backup. And of course, just as we see the object, the footage starts distorting a bit. A bit? Okay, yeah. <laughs> a bit? You can't see a goddamn thing. Well, yeah. the, uh, the police officer also says he saw the three of them entering the starship. When August arrives, he finds a sobbing Tyler in Ashley's room. Tyler claims that a beam of light appeared and took her daughter. This is the third thing I wanted to point out. If all of th all three of them were in going up to the ship, why did they return just two? 
or why did she see a beam of light take take the dart away? It's it's very confusing. Ah, of course. Now I remember. It was Doctor Sleep. <laughs> That's the one that uh, I heard Will Patton aerating. <clears throat> August uh, demands Tyler to stop her nonsense, nonsense, believing that she has uh, she was the cause behind Ashley's disappearance. Also, he forces Tyler to accept that her late husband wasn't killed by any such stranger as she saw. Uh, she says she saw. He had committed suicide in front of her. When she wasn't able to psychologically face this fact, her anguished mind lied to herself into believing it was a criminal stranger's fault. This leads August to further believe that Tyler can convince herself of anything. She continues to insist that it was a work of extraterrestrials. He takes Ronnie, who also believes that his mother was the cause of his sister's kidnapping, out of her custody. Ronnie just doesn't have a good relationship with his mom, it seems. Nope. Firmly believing that her uh, daughter was abducted, Tyler asks Campos and the other doctor to put her under hypnosis to bring her back to the night her tape recorder caught her screaming which she uh, believes was a recording of her own personal abduction in an attempt to directly contact the aliens and demand for Ashley back. Campos puts Tyler into a deep sleep, and an inhuman voice speaking through her begins screaming in Sumerian. Hmm, can't accept it. Can't. So please don't ask me to because I can't. I still have to do this. But Scott, you will. Is this the right way? You don't have a choice. I know you don't. Your eyes are feeling heavier. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. And one. Abby. Yes. Let's go back three days to Tuesday. And you were given dictation in your bedroom. Yes. Okay. Now, what happened after you finished your dictation? It remains unexplained. And worse, unsolved. Like Will. Yeah. Are you sleeping? Yes. There's yeah. no. It's looking down at me. It's the same all your patients see. Yes. Except it's, it's smiling. smiling. I don't like it when it smiles. Well, what do you mean? Uh, smiling. I don't know what I mean. I don't want to know. Well, it's too late to forget what you already know. Tell me what you see. It's not an
idea more of that distorted footage and when we can see it's more of that fucking big ass mouth. Yep. Tyler uh, Shit. begins an almost schizophrenic scene where she and the Sumerian voice speaking through her start arguing. She begs them to bring her daughter back, and yet the voice refuses before it drops Tyler back on the couch. Compost and the other doctor try to revitalize her when they uh, themselves start screaming. When uh, the static halts, the camera is now on the floor of an empty room. The three doctors are missing. I am God. When somebody asks you if you're a god, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what these aliens were doing they're saying yes <laughs> well the uh the doctor asks tyler what had happened the night of her hypnosis she tells him that they were abducted wait no I, that's uh the director asks uh though they were unsure where they had gone or what the, uh, had been done to them the interview fades as the film itself continues tyler is now in a hospital bed august and campos at her uh, bedside August asks her who killed her husband, and she says all she was aware of was that he was stabbed while they were asleep. Countering her story, August holds up a picture of Will's head with a bullet hole through it alongside a picture of a gun, and tells Tyler that her husband had committed suicide. He asks her yet again where Ashley was, and Tyler swears that her daughter was abducted. She begs Campos to speak up, reminding him that they had gone through the same things. He keeps quiet, and August is forced to remove Ronnie from a worn-down Tyler's custody. Tyler continues to stay true to the story of Ashley's abduction by aliens as she becomes emotional. The uh, director of the film finally concludes the interview. It is then that the, uh, the camera zooms out, and the audience is made aware of the fact that Tyler is in a wheelchair, paralyzed. The end credits reveal that no one involved in the real events had wanted to participate in the creation of the film and that Tyler is under constant surveillance as her health deteriorates day by day, ever since her abduction. Her son Ronnie still blames Dr. Tyler for Ashley's disappearance. Ashley has never never been found. The end credits roll with 911 calls reporting sightings of UFOs. And man, I almost think that's one of the other creepier parts of the movie, just the what is going on there? Hey, plan making a clip of those but those go on for so long, so I don't think I'll just plug in that to the end of the show. I don't know why, but those, like, really unsettled me right there. I, I didn't even watch them. I, I had been pretty unsettled watching the, the movie that I, just, <laughs> I didn't want anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So, thoughts. I remember going to go see this movie. You know, it was just one of those things when it came out, it was trying to tell itself as a true story. I guess it was kind of doing what Blair Witch did when it originally came out, just trying to sell itself as a true story movie, just to kind of hype the movie up a bit. Which, yeah, it's a shame you can't really do that too much these days because, you know, people will just kind of uh, figure out that shit very quickly. But, uh, you know, just the story just kind of interested me about the whole alien abductions and just the combination of the real-life footage, well, quote-unquote, and the reenactments. You know, it's not too much movies that do that. You know, it's all uh, live-action or um, found footage, but, you know, nobody just really splices that in. I just remember there was at one point I was almost kind of uh, losing interest in a movie, but... 
what really turned it around for me was the part where uh, you know she hands the tape recorder to her secretary, and uh, after a while, the secretary's like, "Oh, you gotta come listen to this shit." And oh my god, what was on there just really, really creeped me out. And of course, then the final little hope gnosis thing was the uh, you know her and the alien question mark arguing, and you know just hearing saying, "I am God." Oh, my God. Yeah, so that really changed the movie for me there. And, you know, I just liked this movie ever since. Even got the movie on Blu-ray. I watch it every once in a while. And more than the last movie we talked about. It's just just so creepy. Although I like this movie that much. Not going to go with quite a best, but I would go with uh, pretty good, though. Yeah, I was uh, going into this. I was, you know, I don't know. Okay, this is a true story, you know. All right, well, I'm keeping an open mind. The uh, the more I watched this movie, the more I found that this movie is pretty much just something from the mind of someone who had gone completely crazy. I don't care what you say. When you start coming up with, like, oh, hey, this fucking alien is like sumerian it's speaking in sumerian no it's not it's it you're you're coming up with weird shit sumerian is like fucking demon exorcist type shit like you know that's what they speak in. like uh, <laughs> the evil dead like you're coming up with some of this really dumb shit that makes no sense whatsoever and it's hard to to think that oh hey this is real and then you see the footage, the fucking spaceship itself is CGI. You can obviously tell it's CGI. And fucking just the voices saying, I am God. No, no, no. It's not true. No fucking alien is going to come in and start trying to say that it's God and it can do whatever it wants. Like, from anything that I've seen that has anything to do with aliens, none of that makes any fucking sense. So, for me, this this movie is just really dumb in so many ways. You know, I, I, it tried to be original, but I, I, I can't give it props for what it tried to do. Uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't do notes, because uh, I think I'm going give to give this one a bad. It's all pretty much just from the minds of a hysterical woman who watched her husband commit suicide in front of her. That yeah, will I... that will fuck anybody up, no, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. That and of course, you know, movie really isn't based on a true story. I mean, that chick herself is actually an actress. Or I uh, appreciate them doing had the effort they went through that. I, again, not something that could really happen these days, but it was a interesting thing to think of at the time. Yeah, <laughs> at least in my in my opinion, at the very least. Yeah, it was at the end when I was looking at you know shit online about it. It was like, yeah, oh, this is a fake movie. Oh yeah, well, I guess that was, that's why it was so easy to figure out why you know all this fake shit throughout. I don't want to say that I did a really good job pointing all that stuff out, but I mean it was pretty obvious. Yeah, and who knows, maybe a. It really was like demons, you know, claiming to be aliens. That'd be a kind of interesting twist. I mean, I I don't know if I can think of any other movie that would do that. You know, I can't think of any other aliens that would just, you know, fuck up you uh, so much. I mean, well, then again, 
who knows what's out there in this big expanded universe. Maybe there are some aliens out there that can just fuck up your body just like that. Yeah, who knows? Oh, all right, well, I guess it's uh, time we take a break and then we will come back and tell you guys what we're doing next time. Yep, yep.
And we are back. So, for next time, you're returning to a subject, well, we discussed, like, probably whenever we started the show out and just haven't returned to in a while, but I say it's goddamn time we do so. What say you? Sure, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Adam Sandler, that's what we're talking about. Oh, Adam Sandler, what do you know? <laughs> Have we done that? Adam Sandler movies ever since uh, Happy Gilmore and Little Nicky. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think yeah. it's it's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Never fails. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah. So Adam Sandler next time, and the movie we'll be discussing, well, another one of his classic ones, Billy Madison, and then. The Companion Piece is a movie he's done with a pretty big-name actor, I gotta say. A guy known as Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. For a movie they did called Anger Management. Yeah, I, uh, I've only seen the movie once. And yeah, I me too. it was pretty funny, so why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, been a while since I've seen that one, too. A <laughs> So, yeah, want to discuss these movies? Unholymofos at gmail.com or I'm at JakeTheSnake54 on Twitter. I'm at Brother underscore Scott one Yep, and I guess we got nothing else to discuss, though. Hey, until the Adam Sandler episode, listeners, keep watching the skies. Yeah. Don't listen to people when they tell you that movies are real. <laughs> or like that nerdy guy in The Simpsons says, Keep watching the skis. Uh, I mean, the skies. Later, fuckers. Yeah, I got a doozy for you. Uh, gonna put me into the hospital, I tell you that. What happened? I had a, I'm a truck driver. I had a load to Salt Lake City from Banning. I pulled over. Didn't I got out of the truck, kind of stretched. I looked up at the stars. And I saw these two, or quite a few of them that were kind of low, and they were like flickering. You know, what could they be? And then it occurred to me, maybe I see, I'm seeing a UFO. Portland Air Traffic Control Tower in Portland. Yes, uh, I guess I have a UFO report. What they drew, these, these uh, four people pretty much agreed that actually what they drew, it looked like a, a, a fedora hat. I maybe. saw something spectacular in the sky last night that I have no explanation for. In fact, I'm sure as many as 50 to 100 people saw it in different areas last night. I'm sure it had as many as 20 pulsating red lights. One white like light was about in front of it. 100 feet from me. To me, it looked about like something... Like I said, right before, I remember seeing it, but after that, it just, I don't exactly remember too much. And I can see this very bright red light, and then it would change to a kind of a blue light in the uh, reflection off the clouds. Yes. And uh, I could also hear this very loud buzzing noise. My daughter is seven years old, and she said um, it was in the shape of a square. She said she's seen... Four red lights in the corner and a white one in the okay, middle. Uh, we had an aircraft at 35,000 feet westbound. Um, they reported see, sighting four objects 
Three of them were at his altitude, and one of them was uh, a lot lower. And we observed an unknown phenomenon this morning, uh, about 1,600 Zulu. And we observed it for about 10 to 15 minutes. The targets were approximately 200 miles west of San Francisco over the water. They flew in what appeared to be unison, approximately 90 miles apart. Their speed was in excess of 2,000 knots. They did a high-speed run for about 75 miles, made a very abrupt slowdown, and then a 180-degree turn and tracked had, back northbound um, in excess of 2,000 miles. red lights, um, Kelly green lights, orange lights. It would shut all them lights down and turn it bright white. It was zigzagging in and out. It was shooting from one side of the sky to the other side. It was almost as if it was rolling. After 8 to 12 seconds of this boiling, he saw an object come up out of the water and go straight up into the air. It was a circular colored, uh, circular shaped object. Give me a brief on it. I was dispatched on a UFO sighting. When I arrived, what I saw was um, a real large uh, craft in the air, circular. I would say it was at least 25 yards wide, or in diameter actually it would be. And it was hovering over a house. It was motionless. They're real bright like a star, and when it gets closer to you, it gets dimmer. And then when it lands, it goes into a big, big orange, kind of like the, looking at the sun or something. Uh-huh. And then when the light goes out, uh, it's like you turn down the kerosene What exactly lamp. happened was it was myself and a friend were flying. I'm a commercial pilot. Yes. And um, I saw this object, and it wasn't bright like a light. It was, it was shiny like... Uh, like polished aluminum or polished metal. Yes. It was like a point source that was emanating several shafts of black light. It was like negative light. There, there's got to be several hundred people that saw it. We had an aircraft that sighted a uh, UFO. The pilot reported an object passed approximately one-eighth of a mile in front of the aircraft. It was described as being box-shaped and as soon as I pulled over, this object came straight at us, straight to our vehicle. It was huge. This thing was huge. It was black, huge. It had these triangle lights on it. I have never it. been a believer of UFOs in my entire life. And I just seen a minimum of nine this morning with my own eyes. And, I mean, I'm a believer. One orange and at least nine of the bright, bright moving lights. And I was just staring at it, stopped in my vehicle, and it started to move. And it had lights down each side of it, like a triangle. Yes. And then next thing I know, I didn't, I didn't take my eyes off the damn thing. It was gone. My little brother, he's three, he'll be four next month. Last night he started talking to my parents, and I just got done talking with him. He told my dad, you have to lock the door because the creatures are going to come get me. And he, he said, the, the men in the stars, he said, they're coming to get me. They follow him. When he goes outside, he says, the star follows me. The star follows me. You'd have to experience this in order to believe me. I, I, I'm afraid to walk outside. I need help. I don't know how to deal with this. It's so strange. Uh, I'm frightened to go to sleep. What if they come back? Meaning behind the fourth kind title. <laughs> You know, guys, I looked that up because, you know, obviously, yes, the same stuff, like, they based off of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Here's what I found. The first kind is just seeing the UFO. The second kind is a physical effect 
So like radio starts messing up, animals start reacting. Third kind of, of course, obviously, like the movie says, encountering the uh, creatures from the UFO. The fourth kind, of course, as we see in the movie, abduction. And well, there's even more. Fifth kind is uh, direct communication between aliens and humans. The sixth kind is death from the UFO sighting. And this is where I think it gets interesting right here. Seventh kind, creation of human-alien hybrid, either by sexual reproduction or artificial scientific methods. Hmm. Yeah, I've uh, never heard of that. Okay. <laughs> uh, it just makes me think of Clerks 2. There he goes. Homeboy fucked a Martian. 